Hallelujah. You know, we've been talking about it's time for an awakening. And I want you to see something. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. And verse 1 through 5. Isaiah 60, uh, not 61, excuse me, Isaiah 60, verse 1, verse 1 through 5, Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, arise, now speak that with me, that one word, arise, say it one more time, arise, now this is a command to who? To us. It's a command to us. Say it one, one more time with me. Ready? One, two, three. Arise. Arise! Glory to God. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people's but the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will appear upon you. The glory of the Lord will appear upon believers. The light of God will appear upon believers. This is God's plan. He wants us to shine. He goes on to say, nations will come to your light. I want you to see that right here the Holy Ghost made a transition and he basically said, my light will be your light. The light of God will be your light. This, in other words, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had times where it's like, I don't feel very lit up right now. In 2020 talk, I don't feel lit. I'm glad somebody got it. I'm not sure I got it, but... I don't feel very lit. I don't know about you, but I've had times where I don't feel very lit up. But God says, listen, don't you worry about that. He says, I'll take my light, and if you will receive it, I'll take my light and make it your light. And, And here's the thing. My light, my personal light, could only go so far. But God's light will accomplish whatever it needs to accomplish. It will accomplish it all. He says, nations will come to your light. Nations will come to your light. I know they will. Now, this is specific. I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to everybody else. But this is specific for you today. Nations will come to your light. Nations will come to your light. Now, that doesn't mean that we keep doing things the same way we've always done. It says, Lord, let me be who you want me to be. I'll change what you need. And as we do that, we step into his light. His light becomes our light. And nations will come to your light, Lisa. Nations will come to our light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. What does that mean? I want you to hear this. I want you to see it. God wants you to rise, no matter where you've been, no matter who you've been, no matter what side of the tract you grew up on, the color of our skin, male or female, it doesn't matter. He says, he's telling you, I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up. And and I'm going to bring important people to you, kings to you. Then he says, verse 4, Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together and they come to you. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Verse 5, Then you will see and be radiant. God wants to pour out a radiance on you. A radiance. I mean, I, I sometimes think I have, a tr- I have trouble even defining what, what's radiance in God's mind? Who? What's radiance in his mind? God says, I want you to be radiant with his light, with his glory. Then he says this, and your heart will rejoice, will thrill and rejoice. Anybody ever had that where your heart thrills and rejoices? Anybody ever had moments when it's not doing that? 
But God says, I want you to walk in this all the time. Your heart will thrill and rejoice. What does it look like if you thrill and rejoice? I mean, is it like... I mean, what is it? I, I don't know, but I imagine it, it looks kind of crazy and fanatical and, and happy and joyful and glory to God, you know? I think, you know, probably all the questions that they'll ask about Pastor Brian sometimes, they'll be like, what's wrong with him? It's thrilling and rejoicing. That's, <laughs> that's what's going on right there. He, what is the matter with him? God's so good. Why should I not be happy? Why should I not be joyful? And it's not that the devil doesn't try to attack sometimes and try to get in my head as well. He does. But why should I, why should I not be happy? I've got so much going for me and you've got so much going for you. The, que- the only difference may be that I've become more aware of it. I think sometimes the body of Christ needs to become really aware of what God's doing. Look at what the next thing, why would we thrill and rejoice? Look at this. Because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of nations will come to you. He wants us to arise, shine. Now listen, all of this keys off of what? Verse 1, a commandment. Arise. 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 We've been talking about it's time for an awakening. And oh, and what a time it is. What a time it is. This is a time where the power of God can be poured out on your life and your life raise up to new levels and shine like it never has before. There's, there's a verse Uh, or excuse me, there's a picture that I made several years ago when I thought things were looking bad. I wanted to put it up on the screen now, and it says, and this is before I had it's time for an awakening in, in my heart, but it says, it's time. There it is. It says, it's time to use the darkness of the world as a beautiful contrast to the light of Christ in you. It's time. Can you get that? Can you feel that inside of you? It's time to use the darkness of the world as a beautiful contrast to the light of Christ in you. See, we're designed to shine and have glory. And then he says, he says, I will turn the abundance of the seas to you. Do you know what that means? That's exactly what happened when they were in the boat. And he said, cast your net on the other side. When, watch, when they were obedient to a command, all the abundance of the sea turned to the disciples. Cast your net on the other side. They were obedient. They said, okay, but at your word. We fished all night. We know what we're doing, Jesus. But at your word. And they cast their net. See, it, it, the blessing is in obedience. And the command in here is arise, shine. We're not called to sit back in this time and just be like, well, I hope we make it through. I hope we make it through. Well, I hope everything's going to turn off. No, our job is to look at the promises of God, to take up hope, to see the verse in Acts 2.24 and say, there was no agony of death that could hold on to Jesus, and it can't hold on to me either. I'm not going to sit still and just keep taking all of these blows from the enemy. No! And when you get that inside of you, something changes. It's not just a volume. It's not just... It's not just an authority in your voice. It's an authority in your heart. It's a conviction. God's word is true. Let every man be a liar. God's word is true. Let every man be a liar. God's word's coming true to me. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the prosperous of the Lord. I have his light. I have his glory. And it's time for me to arise and shine. What a time it is. There's never been a time like this for the body of Christ. Do you realize that right now with the darkness that's going on in the world and the deep darkness that's on the people, there's never been a time that the light of God would shine ever more bright than it would right now. Why? Because of the darkness and the deep darkness. And when you start to put on the joy of the Lord and the hope of God thrilling in your heart, when you start to put on that light and that joy, 
You stick out. You stick out. But God needs people that are willing to do it. It's not, not sticking out just so you can be known. No, it's a sticking out for Jesus' sake. Oh, what a time we have. What an opportunity we have right in this moment to say, Lord, I trust you. I'll be obedient to you. I will walk with you. And I know by your promise, you'll pour out your glory on me. I know that it'll look different. What a time we have. Do you know what an opportunity we have to serve the King of Kings? Do you know what an opportunity we have? Now, I, you know, let, let's not talk about current times. Uh, let, let's go back a few years. Let, let, let's talk about, you know, a president that maybe, you know, most people liked or something. I don't know. Let's, let's talk about George Washington. Maybe we can all agree about George Washington. We'll go back that far. Maybe we can all agree. <laughs> a few years. Most people can agree that George Washington helped our country, you know. And, all right, so glad we moved past that. Jump the ditch of awkwardness. And George Washington. Okay, think about this. What if George Washington, the founding president of our, our country, which is amazing, you know, they wanted to make him king. They wanted to make George Washington king. And... Everybody wanted to, but George Washington. He said, one man shouldn't have that much power. And he handed the power back over to the people. Oh, what a man. What a great man. And I I love that story about him. But can you imagine, imagine you were living in George Washington's time, and all of a sudden we're sitting here in service, and the door's open, and George Washington walks in. I mean, don't you imagine that, for the most part, unless that preacher is really, really, really mature, the service is going to stop. What we were doing comes to an end. And then what if he walks up to you and says, I want you to be on my cabinet and to come and work with me. And it doesn't matter what you were doing. You know, we know this is one of the most powerful men in the world, and now you're going to be working side by side with him. Would that be an honor? Would it be an opportunity? Oh, man. It would be huge. Your life just changed. Your life just went to a whole nother level. I mean, it went up right there in that moment. Everything changed in your life. And how many people would say, yeah, I want to, I want to. Listen, do you know how much of an opportunity it is to arise and shine for the king of kings George Washington had a few years our king has them all and there's none greater than he ever in all time he is truly the king of kings and right here in this word he's saying will you help me he's saying will you shine for me will you will you walk for me And in a time of deep darkness, where all the darkness covers the people, will you shine and put my glory, make my glory your glory? And be the beautiful light that people can see. You know, one of the things in the the military um, that they had, they had what was called the smoking lamp. So if there were any smokers... Uh, they would say, the smoking lamp is lit. And that basically meant that you could go and have a cigarette, basically. And the reason was because you couldn't light a cigarette at all times because I think, I I don't remember the exact distance, but just the little bit of the red on the tip of the cigarette could be seen in, in darkness for miles. And so you'd have people that were out there thinking they were good and safe, and they wouldn't have any intelligence of what's laid out there, they'd light up a cigarette and then they'd get taken out because the smoking lamp wasn't lit. In other words, when you are in darkness and complete darkness and the smallest light turns on, you can see it 
for miles around. But what happens when darkness is covering the earth? What a time we're in right now. And we're not talking about just the, the cherry end of a cigarette. We're talking about the light from the King of Kings shines on not just one of us, but all of us. What a time we're in. And what an opportunity. Lord, can I be your beacon? Can I be your light that's put on a pedestal and not be a light that's hidden under a bushel? Let me be your city on the hill. Shine your glory through me. Lord, I'll take on challenges. I'll take on persecutions. I'll walk through those things. And, and yeah, I know the devil's going to try and throw some beer virus on people. I know, I know he's going to try and break some people. And I know he's going to try and sink some people in their finances. I know he's going to try and attack people in their mind. I know that all this stuff is going to happen. But Lord, I know that you're bigger than it all. And Lord, I may face challenges, but when I'm walking with you arm in arm, there's no challenge we can't face. And I'm going to grab a hold of you, and I'm not going to let go. Lord, let your glory shine in me. Let that overcomer be seen in me. Against this backdrop of darkness, let people see who you are. And see, it's one thing for me to say that. It's one thing for me to have that knowledge it's another thing for me to know it because see when I say that I can I can preach it loud on the message on Sunday morning but if I'm not living that throughout the week then I mean Sunday morning might be great but it's not designed just to be a Sunday morning thing it's designed to be an all throughout the week thing actually that it should be there you know Sunday morning is for the rest of the week But if I really know that, then you're going to see something rise up inside of you. If I know that, if you know that, you're going to see something rise up inside of you all throughout the week. So that when, even when things come, you're going to be like, it doesn't matter. We're going to win. We're going to win. And people may look at you and be like, you're crazy. It's like, yeah, for Jesus. Because I know him. And I know that his logic beats this logic. And then I know it doesn't make sense to you. But there's hope in Christ. There's hope in him. And I know that it doesn't make sense to the world. It never was going to make sense to the world. And that's what gets their attention. That's what wakes them up. And says, oh. I don't understand. What, why are you so hopeful? How, how can you be so hopeful? It doesn't even make sense. How is it in a famine you're having blessings? And, and granted, not all of us have always had blessings in famine, but you just hang on to Jesus. You'll get there. You'll put down the things you need to put down, and you'll reach up and grab a hold of the things you need to, and you'll step right out of those famines just like every other faithful person in, in Christ. Just hang on to Jesus. Just hang on to Him, and you'll step through. He is worthy of your hope. He's worthy of your hope. You just hang on. Lord, I trust you. Put on the trust that Job had, that when all that bad stuff went on, he hit his knees and worshiped God. In essence, he said this, I don't know what's going on, I don't know how, and I don't know why, but Lord, I trust you. No matter what I see, no matter what I face, Lord, I trust you. Listen, if you can get a hold of that in your life and in your heart and in your mind, the devil can throw all he wants to at you. God will restore you. God will restore you. It's time for us to arise and shine. But we don't arise and shine just by saying amen. See, I can preach this and we can see it. We can get a picture of it and a glimpse of it. And and we can amen it and we can hallelujah. And we can even have butterflies in our stomach and, and our heart can leap and even maybe thrill while we're in here. But it needs to happen Monday through Saturday. 
That means you can't just listen to this on Sunday only. I've got to be meditating on the things of God, on the hope of God, on the glory of God, on His promises to heal and deliver, on His promises to give to me abundance, to turn the abundance of the sea to me. I've got to look at His promises and say, these are mine, these are mine. Lord, you love me so much, they're mine, it's real. It's real. I can't just amen it on Sunday and then forget about it the rest of the week. It's not going to work like that. I mean, eventually over a very long period of time, you may grow some, but why wait? When all you got to do is say, let me just be in church Monday through Saturday. Lord, and, and play messages and meditate on the Word. He told Joshua, if you'll meditate on my Word, the law, day and night, you'll make your way pr- prosperous and successful. That's available to anybody. Turn to Isaiah 51. But you know, you know that the devil, he, you know, this is a good message and it's the seed of the word. But you know that the devil, when you hear the seed of the word, what's he going to do? The word the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, he immediately comes to steal the seed of the word. So do you think it's going to be like, Lord, I believe I'm going after you. I want to rise and shine and it's going to be awesome. And you start heading towards God. And I mean, you're just glory to God. And you think that the devil's not going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, there's a barrier you can't pass and try to push you back. No, that's not true. The, The issue is, He's got no authority. He's got no power unless you listen to his little barriers. If you let the barrier, the bad report, the negative thought come and stay, then you use your own authority against you. But if you just keep walking, just keep walking, and you bust, no, that, I, that barrier, it's impossible for me to be held yeah. back by that yeah. because I have a promise of God right here that I'm the healed of the Lord by His stripes. I was healed. I'm, he's blessed me. He's given to me all of His abundance for His covenant's sake. He's the one who gives me the power to get wealth. He adds no sorrow with it. I want you, beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He's the one who restores my mind. He's the one. And, and so you come up to the devil's little barriers, and all he's trying to do is present himself as a big, strong lion. And the only one that he can actually do that in front of are the ones who will allow him. He has no authority but what we give him. So when you come up to those things, it's very important for you to know where you come from and to know whose you are. What a time we have to be bright against the darkness of the world. But if we keep coming up to barriers and we don't know the promises, we don't know who we are. We've only just amened on Sunday, but we haven't meditated on His Word all throughout the week. We haven't thought about the goodness of God. We haven't praised Him in the morning. We haven't prayed to Him and worshipped Him. We haven't done those things. Then what will happen is we'll just get amped up every Sunday and it'll take a long, long time. But why wait? Now, Paul, will you come here for a second? And I want you to see this, this verse here. This is Isaiah chapter 51. I want you to see this. It says, listen to me, verse 1. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look at what he tells them to do. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Now the next verse talks about your look at the foundation that you came out of Abraham. But I, I think without question, you can also, Jesus throughout the Bible is the rock. And I want you to see this. And, and so looking to the rock from which you were hewn means that They'll go into a quarry, go into a mountainside field of a certain type of rock, and they will hewn out, they'll cut out 
pieces, smaller pieces of that mountain. They'll, they'll cut out. But I, I want you to see. So look to the rock. Look, you have a rock, a chief cornerstone. Yeah. Jesus, our Savior, the Lord of lords and King of kings. And you were cut out of that rock. And here's what I want you to see. The same DNA that the rock has is the DNA that you have. You're made in His image. You're made in His likeness. The things that will work for Him will work for you. Why? Because He told us that it would be that way. In the New Living it says this, Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut. Think about Him. Consider Him. Meditate on Him. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. What did you come out of? When you were made a new creation in Christ and you received your salvation, who did you come out of? If you see, like if Paul's the rock, if he's Jesus, and and all of a sudden it's like, Lord, I believe that you're my Savior. I believe you died for me and you rose again. And I believe that God raised you back from the dead and I'm no longer in that place of death. You are, Jesus, you are my Lord. And we come out of that rock. Same spiritual DNA. The things that work for Jesus work for me. When I speak, the devil doesn't doesn't hear Brian. The devil, when I speak the will of God, he hears Jesus talking. When I when I lay my hand, I knew like I knew Lisa was going to get healed today. Why? Because he told me to do it. He told me to pray for her that way. And I know that when I'm speaking, I'm not speaking for Brian. I'm speaking for the rock. I'm speaking. I'm made in His image and His likeness. And I'm speaking and I'm laying hands on like He does. It's got to change things. A couple weeks ago when I had the word about finances, I'm not speaking for Brian. I'm speaking for the King of Kings. We are called to be the light. And this is not just for pastor. All of us, if we will consider the rock, consider, look at the character, look at the nature, look at how his word can't change. Look at, look at how when he speaks, things happen. Look at how he only does what the Father does. He doesn't do anything else, so I won't do anything else. He speaks this way, I'm going to speak this way. He thinks this way, I'm going to think this way. And when I actually put on actions in the same way, that I'm created, then I'll walk and talk like Jesus. And Jesus himself said, you'll do these works and greater. I was the firstborn of many brethren. But he says, look to the rock. I want you to see it. Look, where did you come out of? You were hewn right out of Jesus. Oh, you got something in you. You got something in you. And you've got a light that God wants to light you with. You've got a light that God wants to light you with. A glory that He wants to pour out. If He can pour out that glory on Jesus, He can pour it out on me because I'm hewn out of the rock. I'm cut out of the rock. And what God will give Jesus, He'll give to us. I'm cut out of rock. I'm carrying it with me. See, when that becomes more of a reality than your past... Then all of a sudden you'll walk in a different way. Like I can't walk like the past anymore. I've got to walk like the rock as I consider the rock. I, I've got to, you know, and here's the thing. Many of our families, our, our neighborhoods, our environments have taught us a different way. But Jesus is the way. And I've got to be willing to take all of my thinking, all of my training in the world, take it back to the standard of the Bible and say, teach me your ways. Lord, rock, Jesus, let me consider you. Because right now, in a world of darkness, I have a responsibility to arise and shine. But how can you shine the way God wants you to? if you haven't considered where you came from. Thank you. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. 
It's way at the back. Or pretty close to it. See, the devil keeps trying to remind you of the rock that you came out of before you met Jesus. He keeps trying to remind you of who you were without him. But if we'll keep our eyes above and on him, we'll keep looking at the character, the DNA, the nature of Jesus Christ. And then we'll start walking, acting, and talking like him. We start looking, this is how I was made. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 21, it says that you were made the righteousness of God in Christ. You are a completely new creation. The old man is gone. You're totally new. Totally new. Say it with me. Totally new. Totally new. Say, that's who I am. Totally new. Say it with me. That's who I am. Totally new. Now close your eyes and just receive that. Lord, I receive. I'm totally new. Made in the image and likeness of God. Cut out of the rock. The same spiritual DNA as Jesus. That's who you are. That's your identity. And that's your value. See, when we start getting a hold of that and we're running after God, arising and shining, and all of a sudden the devil puts up a barrier, you start thinking like, like I'm walking with Jesus. I'm made in his image and likeness. And, and you see a barrier that the devil, you know, all of a sudden something comes over you. Oh, uh-uh, devil. Uh-uh. Now, I don't know where you were raised, but, you know, most of the time, Around somewhere around where you were living, there's some people that kind of carry that attitude. Oh, no, you ain't. Uh-uh, no. Right? That's southern for no way, devil. Right? Uh-uh, no. No. No way. And, and he throws up that barrier. You're like, no, I'm made in the image and likeness of God. And you're like, get out of my way. And see, that's a conviction of you knowing who you are. No, this can't stand. This can't stand. It's impossible. It can't stand. Thank you, Father. The Lord's just had my heart. Just lift your hands. Lord, right now, this can't stand in Jesus' name. It can't stand. Say it with me. It can't stand. Thank you, Father. Right now, it changes in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. It can't stand in Jesus' name. Yeah, I just declare right now peace and grace in every way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your anointing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. It can't stand. Lord, we praise you right now. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. That anointing's flowing through you, powering through you from your head to your feet. Glory to God. It, things are changing now. The, the rock that you are cut from is being energized right now in Jesus' name. It's being energized. Your spirit's being energized with the truth of God's word. Let it be now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It can't stand. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, it says this, that we're to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within you. Look at this. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. What does this mean? Sanctify Christ. Separate Christ as Lord in your hearts. This means take some time. Come back up here, Paul. Take some time to make... Christ, the Lord of your life. What are we talking about? We're saying, okay, I'm going to make in my heart, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Now, there's a difference between Lord and Savior. Most people want Him to be Savior, but very few look to Him really in reality to make Him Lord. Savior will save you from things. Lord will tell you what to do. And He says, confess Him as 
Lord. In other words, when we get born again, we don't just confess Him as Savior. He is that. We receive Him as Savior and Lord. In other words, Lord, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. When He says, sanctify Christ in my heart, it says, let me consider the rock that I'm hewn from. What would He do? How would He do it? And now, let me make me that way too. I will put down my flesh and I will put on Christ. And when we sanctify him in our hearts, and look at this, the rest of the verse, sanctify the Lord in our hearts. He said, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. In other words, what it says is, when you make him Lord in your heart, sanctify means to make holy or to set apart. So in other words, I'm going to set myself apart from the world. I'm going to make myself like Jesus. I'm going to set myself apart from the world. I'm going to make myself like Jesus. All of a sudden, that's going to produce a light and a shining in darkness. There's going to be a glory that's released. When I start doing things the way that Jesus would do them, boom, a light happens and the glory starts to shine on me. And when that glory starts to shine, I'll be carrying a hope, a thrilling in my heart. I'll be a hope that's with in me and and I'll and people say you know they might say it like this what is wrong with you and that's okay but they'll say something's different about that guy something's different about that girl they'll say there's something in them that's different and it'll force them to say what's different about you or they may say what's wrong with you (laughs) either question's okay with gentleness this is why he tells us gentleness and reverence because they might not ask the question right What's the matter with you? He said, let me tell you. You may think this is fake. See, a lot of the world, they think this is fake. Because they can't believe that a human being can look like Jesus. But that's not what the Word says. They can't believe that we can walk around with no fear and no anxiety and no worry. That doesn't even make sense. They think you got your head in the clouds. No, you got your head above the clouds. You got your head in Jesus. You got your head in heaven. You got your head thinking about heavenly things and not earthly things. And all of a sudden, a hope drops inside of you and the light shines on you. And they're saying, what? Why are you like that? How can you be so hopeful? Why can you think that there's never a problem when there's problems all around? Yeah, there's darkness and deep darkness, but I know my God who is my Redeemer. I know the Lord who will deliver me. I know the Lord who will prosper me, who will heal me, who will protect me, who will restore me. I know my God who will save me from whatever I face. His name is Jesus. Thank you. I know Him. Some, and, and I want you to see this. Your hope preaches. This is where every believer is supposed to walk. To the point where our hope gets people's attention. Like, what is so different about you? Y'all are different. Hopefully you had that testimony for years, knowing Nicole and I. It's like, these people are just... And I know what, one thing you've said to other people, you're like, no, they're real. You know, you know, they're real. In, they're not only real in what they believe, but they're going to treat you like a person. They're not going to look down and be condescending. I know I've heard you've told me that. That's the thing. There's got to be something real and genuine about you. It can't be a fake, you know, religious, oh, glory to God, on right. Sunday. That's not going to work. Everybody sees through that. There's too much hype, too much spin going on in the world. You know, even these politicians, they think they're fooling people. People are like, whatever. Whatever. People have seen through it for too long. They know they're pulling chains behind the scenes now. They understand that. And they'll see it on Christians too. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something genuine. The question is, are we going to be that or not? The only way you can be really real is if you consider the rock and you arise and shine to the calling that's on your life to let God's light shine on you. And I'm not just talking to pastors. I'm talking to every believer 
Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And go down to verse 15. And Jesus said to them, said to who? The disciples. But this was the great commission. This was not just to the disciples that were there that day. This is a commission to every believer that ever would be. So who's he talking to? Us. He's talking to every believer, everyone that knows Jesus, everyone that would ever be in his family. So he's not just talking to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He's talking to you and me. No matter what our title is, no matter how much money we make, no matter what side of the tracks we grew up on, he's talking to you and me. That means every person that hears this that's a part of his family can walk in this. Every one of you. I don't care if you're hearing about Jesus for the first time today. Even if it's the first time today, you can walk in it. Matter of fact, sometimes when people first get born again, that's the time when it works the best because they, don't, they haven't learned religion. It's like a kid who you just tell him he can go do something, he'll go do it and adults can't do it. Many times kids can solve problems, adults can't because they don't have, they don't have kids don't have the box that adults have figured, well, that's just impossible. Yeah. They'll just walk right through. Give me a brand new believer and tell them that God will fill them with power to go and lay hands on somebody and heal them. They'll be like, oh, he will, okay. <laughs> and they'll go do it. Yeah. Give me kids. Hey, kids, when we pray, Jesus is going to move and heal her. Oh, okay, yeah, be healed. Didn't Jesus, devil die, get out. You know, the, the, I mean, kids will just put it to work. That's the way we're supposed to be as adults. Stop being so adulty. Be childlike in our faith. <laughs> adulty is boring. Yeah, and if you act like a kid, people look at you funny, but then they'll start questioning, like, well, it works for them all the time. Mm-hmm. There's things that happened to Nicole and I. For years, people looked at us and like, ooh, Dale, ooh. <laughs> you know, they, they thought that about us for a long time, but guess what? Those same people are now coming for prayer. Yep. Because whatever they're doing, it works. Yep. Why? Because we just followed what the Lord said. That was long before we were pastors. It just started working. They're like, man, they heard from God. Man, I want to know how to hear from God. Man, I want to know how to pray in the sick. Get, I, want, I, want, you know, I want this, I want that. People want things in their life. And when you're carrying the light of God and the glory of God, the glory is all of His goodness. When you're carrying those things with you, you start to shine. You start to stick out. And yeah, you may have persecution of people talking about you. But who cares? They're already talking about you. You might as well have something worthy of their speech. <laughs> Verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news, the gospel, to every uh, creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. Demons are real, and they need to be cast out. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. That's not talking about tempting God. That's in, If you find yourself in a situation and there's some evil lurking about, you can believe God that in the name of Jesus, it won't come near me. I'll be protected. I'll be healed. And we need to stand up on that. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then when Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Oh, Lord, let us be obedient like these disciples were. Let us take the gospel everywhere we go, at work, at play, in the grocery store, at church. Let us take love and hope and faith and let the hope of God shine on us so much so that people ask us, what's going on with you? What's the matter with you? Let me tell you. And then you pray for them and they're healed. Amen. He said they preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word 
by signs that followed. You see, when you start giving people the real words of life, God will start healing needs right in the midst, just like that. God will start bringing about victory in your finances and victory in your home and victory in your business. God will start bringing about when you start preaching the word, standing on the word, confessing the word, considering the rock and making him the Lord. That line, that light and that glory will start to shine on you. Matthew 10, 7 and 8, last thing that we'll look at here. Jesus told his disciples another time, listen to what he told them. See, these guys weren't preachers yet. They weren't apostles. They weren't, they, they weren't pastors and evangelists. They weren't that. Now, he just gave them a task. Look at what he says in, in verse 7. Matthew 10. I was in the wrong chapter. 10 and verse 7. It says, and as you go, preach. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to his disciples then, but who's he talking to today? Me and you, preach. This is why we need to go out and win souls. Why we can't just say, well, I'll let other people do it. No, he's given us a command. Go and preach the gospel to every creation. As you go, preach. And what will happen? Preach. As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You don't have to wait to heaven for healing to come. Healing has come now. You don't have to wait. The kingdom of heaven is here now. The heavens were open when Jesus prayed. The power of God was let loose. The love of God has been poured out. The kingdom is here now. See, everybody thought it had to come through Jesus' hands. And right here in Matthew 10, he says, Disciples, go. It'll flow through you too. Even, in, even I think it's Matthew 14 and 15 when they fed the 5,000. In one chapter they fed 5,000. The next chapter they fed 4,000. Yeah. The, first, the first time they did it, Jesus kept breaking the bread. The second chapter, he started breaking, then he handed it to them. The miracle happened in their hands. Right. It happened in their hands. They kept breaking. He said, look, let me just show you how to do it, and now you go do. He said, look, take a look at the rock. Look at how you're made, and now if you'll do what I did, because you're made out of me, you'll do what I've done. All we have to do is consider Him. Oh, Jesus did this, I can do this. Jesus uh, preached the word, I can preach the word. Jesus healed people, I can heal people. Why? Because it's not my light, it's not my glory, it's His. My job is simply to arise and shine. Oh, what a time we have right here. What an opportunity we have right here in our hand, right here in this moment. And the devil wants to stop it. He wants to throw everything, irritation, frustration, people being mad. He wants to throw sickness and disease and bill collectors. He wants to throw all that kind of stuff at you. But when you look at the rock, like he can throw all he wants. It can't stand up against the rock. It will break if I'll take all that junk and throw it on Jesus, cast my cares on Him. All those problems have to break. I've got to consider Him. My job is to go and preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. Freely you have received freely give. Is there anybody in here today that knows Jesus? Amen. How many of you have received something that you didn't pay for? For us to take that thing, wrap it up, and say, mine, 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 like the birds on Find a Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. It's anti-gospel. Our job is to say, Lord, I receive everything you have for me, and I let it flow through. I'm going to rise and shine. Do I have any people today that are going to rise and shine and be who God's called them to be? Stop making an excuse for it, but say, Lord, pour your glory out on me. Let nations come to the, the rising of your light. Let, let kings come to the glory. Let, let your healing pour out of these hands. Stand up on your feet. Lord, let your healing pour out of my hands.
Let your glory flow through me. I will be that light. I will be that person that will walk with you. If that's you, I want you to come up now and just, I'm going to pray for you. Lord, let your glory overflow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Lord, I want to be your light. I want to be your light. Play some music, please. Lord, I want to be used by you. I don't want to be held back. I'm going to consider the rock. I'm not going to consider the problems. I'm going to consider the rock. I'm going to make Him the Lord of my life. I'm going to walk with Him and I'm going to see the power of God. It won't be... It won't be just something that we talk about. It won't be a theory. No, you are going to move through me. You're going to move through, through my life. You're going to move through my actions. You're going to move through my words. Father, you're going to move. Why? Because your word has laid it out. I'm considering what you've said. Thank you, Father. So Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Right now, I want all of us to pray. Just pray this prayer. Pray it out loud. Mean it with your heart right now. Just say, Jesus, I am yours today. I will be your light. Let your glory shine on me. You are the Lord of my life. Everything you tell me to do, I will do. And I believe that you did not leave me in a place of death, just like you didn't leave Jesus. But when you raised him up, you raised me up out of that place. I believe that you brought Jesus back to life, and you brought me to life too. Now just raise your hands. Just say, Jesus, I receive your life in me today. You're solving issues. You're working things out right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Just say, Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with fire light me up let me be your light and your glory let my hands have healing flow through them in Jesus name